lost my head for a minute. Man, when I, when I turn 49, I will look just like you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Well, hey, man, you know, it's so it's, it's so good to have you back because, you know, there's a there's a hit song out there by uh, Oliver Anthony and, he, and it's a screed for the American worker or really workers worldwide. And it says things are so bad. I wish I could just wake up and all the things that I see out there weren't true. But but it is it is true. So it's all true. So so, so Vaughn, I, I want to know, man, can we can we dream our way out of her? out of this well i i tell you you know i've um spent a lot of time trying to uh master the art of you know dreaming and that is to say set up a lucid dream um and um i found that a lot of us go to bed at night with nightmares and it's because we have so much on our mind and we're not really rested we're not really peaceful when we sleep we toss, we turn, and these are fitful nights when you, your mind just can't let go of everything that is, is, is weighing on you, you know, worries about what happened yesterday, concerns about what happens next. And um, I found that I can actually program a dream where I go in and address the situation, at least in my dream. Wow. <laughs> and, and I wake up happier. <laughs> Well, well, a lot of people don't wake up happy, and maybe because their dreams don't come true. Well, you know, I think it's all very subjective. You know, you uh, your dreams are what you make of them. Mm-hmm. I can't control your dreams, or you can't control mine, but, you know, I do think we can share dreams. I think we can actually link our dreams, and that that's a very rare thing. You mm-hmm. occasionally hear of somebody who, who had a dream experience with somebody and someone said yeah yeah i had that same dream but those are very rare experiences and it, it takes a lot of planning and what i found in 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 writing the, the the ancient wisdom scroll called lucid lucid dreams was that there is a great history going back five thousand years earlier wow. than the egyptians wow. and of, of people who actually did dream work. They actually thought they could they could find answers, they could see the future, they could resolve matters of personal health, and and look deep within themselves, and and improve their lot during dreaming, and and so dreaming was 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 a part of of uh, of their life, and and they would induce these these special dreams, mm-hmm. and they would and they would actually. In the case of the Greeks now, they actually built dream temples. You know, what we hear of now as the, the Morphic Mysteries was was actually uh, an effort to uh, go to a, a dream temple or a, a spa, we call it now, I suppose, a spa. Mm-hmm. And you have these experiences where, you know, you would you would um, you would dream. Mm. Uh, now. Is there evidence that they would take uh, uh, psychotropic drugs or anything like that to enhance those dreams? I don't know. I uh, I, I never encourage anybody to do that. Uh, I always discourage uh, that sort of a thing. This is uh, this is, should be a real experience. It should be real. You should meet it head on, wise open, eyes wide open, in yeah. a sense, well, lucid, cl- clear headed. Uh, I don't know that. I think that in some in some cultures, I think they might have used um, um, 
mind-altering drugs. Um, but I'm not so sure that happened in the case of the Greeks. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of Greeks, you know, from Aristotle to uh, Hippocrates, who believe that you could actually uh, diagnose and your own illness and heal yourself in a dream, and you could see the future. That 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 idea comes goes all the way back mm -hmm. many thousands of years, like three thousand, four thousand, five thousand years. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about uh, the legitimacy of shamans? Do they have power? Well, you know, uh, there are some shamans, uh, many in North America, that historically would be masters of dreams. We would call them dream uh, uh, dream walkers mm -hmm. or spirit walkers. And what they would do is they would induce a, a deep dream and they would, they would go somewhere in their dream and they would go to the past or the future. They would typically go into the past to, to see what, what it could teach them. And that they would say, well, I've gone to see the ancestors or they would go into the future to see what the future might hold for their people. It was considered, if you will, a public service. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I ask, because uh, from where, where I sit, I get dozens and dozens of requests from publishers, from yeah. people that have shamanic experience or went have have information or they went around the world and, and uh, you know, and I really haven't engaged a lot of them. I've had, I've probably had some on the show, but it just seems to be so many, man. It seems like, is there, is everybody seeking out the shaman? I don't know. What's going on here? Can, can I get on a soapbox for just a minute? Go you for it. Push me off if you don't like. All right. It's all there, you. There, there's been a tendency in, in, in recent years, uh, interest in shamanic practices, Native American traditions, to uh, to try to become a weekend shaman. <laughs> People would go to workshops, take classes, get their ticket punched, pay their money, get their certificate. Boom, mm. they're a shaman. They're not. You know, I'm, I'm just going to be really blunt here. People can yell at me all they want, okay? Because you can become um, somewhat educated, but traditionally shamans were handpicked uh, by, by the previous shaman <laughs> mm -hmm. hand trained by the previous shaman and went through a long uh, period of training on the job to become a shaman. Not everybody could be a shaman, not even among these uh, shamanic cultures. Mm -hmm. So today when I see people that go to a, <laughs> they take classes and they become a shaman and they have a certificate, mm -hmm. it's like, well, okay, you've studied some shamanic traditions. That's really nice. You know, tell us what you've learned. But you're not a shaman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't that wasn't too bad, a little soapbox. I'm going to jump up there on the soapbox with you uh, okay. because I have a, a, a class of guests, guests that have been on the show. This show's been on since 2003. So hundreds and hundreds, it's in the thousands of amount of I guests. A, I was a child back then. You were, you were. And I, I, was. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you to grow up and write some books and then, and do, yeah. and do some scrolls. And then here, you know, I feel as a fatherly gentleman that, that it's like watching the sun blossom, like this, this lotus back here. You just blossomed. It was a wonderful thing to watch in your life. But I've had this class of guests of clearly white men who are now Indians, or they 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 come to the show as an Indian. Then when you yeah. find out what happened was, well, 
They went to a powwow one day, bought a flute, changed yeah. their name, and they might got a certificate, but now they've, and it's like, I know you're, you know, I appreciate the Indians too, man, but you're not an Indian. I mean, there's got to be something more, something deeper than that than just going to a something, powwow. Something deeper. So I, 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 I worked for a while in, uh, in Illinois for uh, uh, Quest Books, and we had a woman there who was very well-intentioned, and I won't say her name. She's actually quite well-regarded. She's since passed on, and her sister, her, her, her daughter, carries her torch for her. But she wrote a couple of books based on shamanic practices. And and she's very, she's very honest. She, she said, you know, what I was taught and who taught me and, and, and what it was like. But but quite frankly, and she puts this in her book, she's, she's honest, you know. She said that the, the shaman who taught her said, take your typewriter, because this is a while back, mm -hmm. take your typewriter and throw it into the river. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. You know, just throw it into the river, you know. He didn't mind teaching her, but he didn't like the way that she was, like, running with it, you know what I mean? Now, there are people that are have grown up in these uh, indigenous communities and learned shamanic ways. And uh, it, it, it's a fact that in many of these uh, tribal situations, the shaman of the, the of the community would would teach everybody some of the basics so that they could have an individual uh, vision quest. Mm -hmm. And the vision quest was a personal uh, encounter with finding yourself in a dreamscape. Wow. In fact, one of the books I worked on at Quest was written by a, a cowboy poet named uh, Bruce Vance. And right. Bruce Vance, Bruce Vance, I, he wrote Dreamscape and Mindscape. They were wonderful books. I loved them. I don't know if you could still get them. But the idea was that um, you, 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 you could experience things in a dream. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could go somewhere in a dream and... Uh, Bruce Vance kind of uh, laid that whole thing out. Now, mm -hmm. I think a lot of what he told was kind of a, his own personal observation. But some of these people, they're just like regurgitating what somebody told them on a weekend workshop. Right, right, right. Of course, then the, the, the so-called Indians, they, they, they start singing, It took the whole Cherokee Nation, put us on this reservation. That's a song from the 70s there. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember that song. So, yeah, I mean, they think that's their favorite song now. I mean, but it still don't make you an Indian, okay? It still does not make you an Indian. And uh, so anyway, we got that. But yeah. you're talking, we're talking about lucid dreams, and I think yeah. everyone that's watching this show right now will say, "I had a dream that yeah. was so real," and I can say it yeah. myself. And in fact, I'm going to ask people watching in the live chat, "Have you had a lucid dream that was so real that you could not decide if, in fact, it just didn't happen?" That's how real how yeah. lucid that dream was put a yes or no or any little comment in the live chat and i'll pass it on to von here as we talk so but people had these what differentiates a dream yeah. how does it go from a dream to a lucid dream that's the real important distinction um most people they'll have these common um common dreams and they come from a kind of a restless night when i i call it a restless night because what happens when you have these these kind of ra random common dreams um, is that you're you're n you're not really resting. Your body isn't fully rested. 
And more importantly, your physical mind isn't at rest. It's still grinding away at these problems. You won't let go. It literally won't let go uh, like a dog that's got a bone. It just grinds away at these issues that, that vex you, you know. And, and they're usually uh, answers that you just can't solve even during the daytime when you're sitting around thinking, thinking, and thinking, trying to analyze how in the world does this work? You know, there are things that really bother you. And they bother you so much that you can't even have a peaceful night's sleep because they continue to work on you. Well, these are dreams where you often will be reliving an experience that's in your physical memory. That That's a distinction. And then these are very often dreams that where, where you uh, don't have a, a clear uh, identity and that all of the parts in the dream are maybe played by you or an, or a, an aspect of you. Mm-hmm. In other words, there's not a cast of characters and it's not a well-scripted play. It's just a horrible thing being played over in your mind over and over and over because your analytical mind, uh, they're lying on the bed, won't let it go. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't solve these problems when you were wide awake. When now that you're half awake, you, you really can't solve them. So, so these are these are the kind of routine dreams that people have. Unfortunately, most dream research uh, done by medical people uh, have been about these kind of dreams. Mm-hmm. But the but we know that people will get into a dream state deep into the night. Now, they, it will happen like maybe the last two hours before you wake. You know, to have a lucid dream, on the other hand, you have to be really asleep. Your body has to be well rested. Moreover, your physical mind has to be pretty much tuned out. And, and then you get really creative. There's your inner self, whatever you want to call it, your soul, your spirit, your inner self. Okay. Your consciousness, it it comes forth and it, it takes you somewhere, uh, and and it's really interesting because it, it usually these are, are scenes that are nothing in your memory. They're totally new, and you see people very clearly. You might not know even know these people. You might experience situations and go to places that you've never been to. Has nothing to do with your physical memory. Although it could be a place you've been to that you're returning to. But it, the thing is, it's very clear. It's very vivid. It's all fleshed out. It's usually in color. And people have distinct identities. Moreover, when you wake up, you remember it. It was very clear. Mm-hmm. It, it, it had great impact on you. It really meant something. And it was insightful. You felt like you really saw something and learned something. Although you might have to work a little bit to try to sort it out. Mm-hmm. But these are not just flashback memories being played over and over in a, in a restless night. Do standard dreams, for lack of a better term, yeah. do they morph into lucid dreaming, or does another dream take place concurrently? Uh, no, it'll be one or the other. Although, as I started to describe earlier, you know, I've I've been one of these people that have what's called reoccur- recurring nightmares. Usually the same nightmare that, you know, I've been having 
in different variations for years and years and years and years. And finally, I said, doggone it, Vaughn, you know how to program a lucid dream where you can control where you go and what you're going to see and what you're going to encounter. You're going to be in control of this dream. I said, and it can have great bearing on everything. Hmm. So I said, why don't you just pro- project or program a lucid dream that takes you to this terrible place? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and, and, and finally, I resolved the question. Wow. I said, oh, we didn't quite agree. We were, you know, there was some disagreement, you know. And I said, well, you have your point of view and I have my point of view. And I said, I think we can go move on from here. Let's let it go. And I haven't had those nightmares anymore. But I had them for like decades, decades. Mm. Um, then, then, of course, I think the, the dreams where you wake up, where yeah. you were in fear in the dream and you're sweating or you're running from somebody and you're tired or maybe your legs hurt as yeah. if you were just got done from running from the killer. Uh, yeah. Did those things really happen or is it just projections of the mind? Uh, well, those are just projections of the mind. Um, by the, by the, know, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. But, but I was going to bring up a very interesting aspect of dreaming. And this is a lucid dream uh, that you might have. It would be a dream of spirit. It would be a, an insightful dream. It wouldn't be a common or, or, or standard dream, as she said. It would be a dream where you're chased by an animal and it's frightening. It's like a bear or a tiger or whatever you want. Well, I just completed another ancient wisdom scroll on totems, animal spirits, and guides. And lo and behold, a lot of people discover that over time. Uh, they have dreams about uh, an animal pursuing them. And it's actually their animal totem or animal spirit reaching out to them trying to connect and and and, and I, can, I i've had this experience i used to dream about a big snake that was following me in the jungle and finally i just stopped let the snake catch up with me went through my legs it rose up in front of me and looked me in the eye and it said telepathically of course mm-hmm. everything is all right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. i am your friend so i'm not afraid hold of on hold anymore. on there hold on there partner so it yep. seems I remember another episode where some snake, yep. some snake was running around, and he stood up and and he told Eve everything's all right. But it oh, it, it, it didn't turn out that way, man. You, what kind of snake no, are we no, talking no. about here? Well, this was this was a, a big jungle snake. Okay. Um, it was um, it was uh, um, I don't know, huge, huge, and and. Uh, it, it, it after it after it, it it looked me in the eye and said all was all right it lowered itself to the ground and it slithered off chasing a chasing a, a mouse in the forest mm-hmm. so it was kind of a, a real thing it was very clear to me mm-hmm. you know and, uh, and and since then I've lost this instinctive fear that many of us have of snakes mm. uh, which has been good but but I, I use that just an example more people will have dreams about tigers chasing them or bears or something well i'll tell you what's really what's really terrible out there on youtube man there's a whole bunch of videos out there of people throwing rubber snakes at their cat and then videotaping what happens (laughs) and that's really wrong man that is really wrong people do be good to your cat yeah that's what i say be good to your cat and your cat be good to you that's Uh, right okay all right here we got a question from uh go uh, from a goav 
Uh, how can someone determine the difference between a dream and a premonition? That's really good. That's a good one. So, so it turns out that a lot of people have what's called prophetic dreams, you know, and uh, we've, we've known about this for a long time. And a lot of this has been documented. It goes back actually thousands of years. There are cases of this reported even in the Bible, prophetic dreams. And they're very powerful. And, and, and when you have them, you know, you know that you weren't just dreaming some silly thing, you know, like, you know, like the numbers to the lottery. You were dreaming about something that happened, like an explosion or, or some danger, you know, that happens. And then, you know, the, so the point is that in a dream, in a lucid dream, you could go anywhere because you're, you're going not physically you're going in your mind right mm -hmm. consciousness is going somewhere mm -hmm. so as pure energy your consciousness can go anywhere it, including it can go beyond time and space because it's only our physical limitations that prevent us from exceeding what we call normal time and space if if we were pure energy we'd go anywhere anytime wouldn't that be nice well you can in a dream so people have these prophetic dreams and um, they're very special. They're very special. And they should be regarded, you know, especially if, if two people have the same dream. Mm. And that's happened. That's happened. If two people have the same dream, doesn't it mean it's coming from an alternative location? Uh, I, what kind of a location? Well, like, say, a, a spiritual dimension of some sort that it shot it down to two different people. How could two people have the same dream? They got to be connected to something. Oh, I, I, I don't think any of this is um, directed, you know, or, or orchestrated. I think that the dreamer selects where the dreamer goes, and the dreamer on his or herself, on his or her own, goes to a destination and sees something. So, if you were to go to a a future site and saw a plane crash. You know, you wouldn't have gone to the movies or somebody wouldn't have plugged you into an Internet uh, YouTube. You you actually went there and you saw it. I guess the, it would be my answer. Mm -hmm. All right. Another question. Uh, people did respond and said they had they, they've had lucid dreams. So people that's watched the program on the live chat the question now would be to you. Uh, have you ever had a dream that you made a decision based on that dream and it was the right decision prevented from something bad happening or Cause something good happened, but you had a dream about it first, and you just went with the dream. Uh, so, some people, live chat. If you got anything to say on that, put that in the live chat, and I'll, I'll get it to Vaughn. All right, Vaughn. We also have a poll. Yeah. We also have a poll on our website regarding tonight's show. Where do dreams come come from? Uh, the choices are your own mind, the heavenly realm, another you, another dimension, the nether world, or another time. Can't forget about another time. The the number one uh, poll results for that. People are saying that dreams. Come from your own mind. Uh, Fifty-nine percent, eleven percent says heavenly realm. Now here's the interesting. Another eleven percent says that it comes from another you. Do you think that we exist in other dimensions or universes exactly at the same time right now, parallel well, universes? I think I think the other you is more likely the inner you, your inner consciousness, the, con the consciousness as as opposed to your analytical physical brain mm -hmm. and the memories you've stored of what you've seen and what you've learned you know it would be something inside you 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 i think you'd be correct in calling it a soul you'd be correct in calling it a spirit you'd be correct in calling it consciousness 
but it's your inner self and it it is your divine connection and it i think it's interesting for the i'm going to speak for those 11 percent who said that comes from a heavenly realm because in researching this ancient wisdom scroll i found that historically many cultures believed that dreams are were a divine connection there was actually actually your experience sent to you by 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 god or or you actually went to a divine location and found something so you know this was a very 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 common belief going back oh 5000 years actually uh that that uh many cultures that did active dream work and believed in the power and meaning of dreams believed that there was a divine connection aspect to dreams so i wouldn't discount that for a second can science explain dreams organically gosh you asked the wrong guy. You know, I don't even know how my lights work when I turn them on. But I tell you that. Uh, well, well, in efforts, for instance, yeah. I know that in near-death experiences, uh, the, yeah. the, I don't want to say agnostics or whatever they are, the yeah. analytical class, scientists, university types say yeah. that that that. A tunnel of light i mean they they say oh we we know yeah. exactly what it is it's a chemical reaction and it goes from over here and it goes over there and then you see it as a tunnel of light i mean for one i don't think they were in the brain or in the place when the person was having a tunnel vision going to heaven well, or where they were going i don't think they were there so i don't know how they can make that assertion but that's how they explain things so do they is there yeah. a, a course of answers they have for dreams well, oh, they, it's just, they, they do i agree with you they try to they try to explain it away in what we might call material reductionist thinking, that everything can be reduced to how much it weighs, how long it is, and what color it is. You know, it, it, and this is just silly because some things just can't be measured that way. Our, our world is really not as material as we think it is. It's actually energy in a uh, trans, transformative state, you know, a tra- you know, state of transition. So I, I always think of the great work that was done by uh, Dr. Raymond Moody, who studied um, uh, uh, near-death experience, and he was he was a clinical psychologist, and he wanted to study this this all these reports he'd had heard of people that would die for a while, that is to say that there was no brain function or no heartbeat, mm-hmm. and then they would experience going through a tunnel of light and meeting with people or, or you know, a divine messenger at the other end. And they come back, you know, with really happy with what they'd seen, you know. So, so you know, you know, on the return. And, but he got to thinking, you know, that, that there was some, some aspect to this that was very much like a dream where they would actually go out and come back with 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 information mm. because because you know we, we dream not with our physical mind i think this is a point that needs to be made now when you have a standard common dream where you're restful, restless and you're dreaming about incidents of the past that you can't resolve yeah you're 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 engaging your mind and your body but when you have these lucid dreams it's really something special it's really something different i would call them 
okay. to, to separate them, uh, a dream of spirit. All right, we have this question from Dreamers. Says Vaughn, have you gotten a dream body yet? Solid dream body, you can go interact with the physical world. Yeah, you do get kind of a a sense of finally a body, and uh, your body is kind of like um, I'm not sure if it's a made up body that 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 you, you that you recognize or it's. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so they sometimes talk about an etheric body and an ethereal body, which would be like a um, like a, an inner liner body or a blueprint of your body, and so it resembles your body, but it's not dense and physical. You can't, in other words, somebody couldn't shake your hand in your dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe they could, but, but they but, but they could see you. So I, I've had lots of uh, dreams where I would go and meet with people and like you know do dream healing oh, or dream you, counseling. Where, where, and, where and have you, where have you gone? I would visit people who, who, who wanted this done and I would visit with them and they would say, I saw you and, and, and you came last night. I said, that's absolutely true. He said, but, uh, but you look kind of transparent. I said, well, yeah, I am a transparent fellow, but, but moreover, they could recognize an outline of me, perceive that it was me but it, they could also see that it wasn't a dense, physical, solid body. Hmm. So I think I think that's probably what, what people experience in a dream body. All right. Uh, Curious says, is sleep paralysis connected to lucid dreaming? I don't think so. I think that's a physical condition. Okay. So what do you, what do you think happens in sleep paralysis? A lot of times people say that, that they have actually visitations uh, from yeah. in various entities based on that I don't know I, I I suppose it's 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 possible that they this is a nightmare that they keep having over and over and over and then I you know I don't doubt now, that now people cases, usually say that nightmares are uh, if the repeating dreams is because you have unresolved yeah. issues do you agree with yeah, that right I, I agree with that, and, and, and I'm thinking that it, I don't know a whole lot about the research that goes into the sleep paralysis or dream paralysis, but I think that I think that it's it's a physical, emotional condition. Um, I, I I can't really answer. I just my my impression. Okay. All right. Our moderator Jay says, uh, Vaughn, are are your colors in? Are your dreams in colors? You dream yeah, but, but but here's the interesting thing, and, and you can read the Bruce Vance book, Dreamscape or Mindscape. Um, we all we all perceive colors slightly different. So in your dream, and I think I, this is true for me, is I, I'll see things in color, but 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 uh, blue. The sky isn't necessarily blue, and you know, and, and and the sea isn't necessarily green. The grass isn't necessarily green. Uh, you know, it's like we we all see these colors slightly different, and and they can be they can be bright, but in my case, they tend to be like kind of pastel. I think we all see perceive colors differently. I think if I remember the Bruce Vance book Dreamscape, his his description, and he was really good at dreaming, was that um, we all have our own awareness, understanding of color. So we have, a, I don't know, um, we all we all project our impression of color in a different way. Because when you see in a dreamscape, uh, you're not seeing with physical eyes. You're not hearing with physical ears. Uh, you're using a sense of awareness where you're seeing with new eyes and hearing with new ears. 
and things are going to be slightly different. In fact, uh, blue might taste like lemonade. <laughs> mm. Right, right, right. It kind of reminds me of the, of the Matrix, the first Matrix where yeah, where uh, that one guy says, uh, how, how do we know, uh, Mouse, yeah. I think his name is Mouse or Rat, said, how do we know this tastes like tasty wheat? Because we don't know what tasty wheat tastes like. So who's telling us right. that, that what's in yeah. this bowl was tasty wheat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, um, that um, and and some people have this 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 you know they see colors differently anyway. So we all have a different level of perception, even in a physical sense. But I think when we're we're interpolating things uh, in a consciousness body, then you have a different kind of awareness. You have. You have a perceptive awareness. Oh, let me let me let me show you something here, Vaughn. You mentioned something that triggers something in my brain, and, and we yeah. you basically were talking about irreducible complexity. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, this what we're watching here is something called the flagellum motor. It's a very very small bacteria, and um, uh, the thing with this is it this is at the center of of evolutionary conversations versus design in that. This flagellum motor has a stator, uh, it has a rotor, it has a drive shaft, it has a universal joint, and it cannot have, have existed with unless all the parts were assembled at the same time. In other words, there's no, there, you cannot reduce the complexity of this bacteria because it wouldn't work. What that basically, so the argument is uh, that it had to be in uh, as a complete unit which means it had to be designed it could not have assembled from some primordial goo that's one of the scientific uh, community's arguments about uh, irreducible complexity so there there's evidence out there for various things that uh, when we're told by the scientists what things are supposed to be that they're really not and if we do the scientific analysis then we'll come up with a different answer and by the way what's the cat's name we're all about cats over here oh this cat is named miss pinky tuscadero Pinky Tuscadero. Okay, right. now tell us some facts about this. Does the cat dream? Cats do dream. You know, um, I, I I don't know what they dream of, but they have pretty wild dreams. They're very imaginative. Um, you can see, you know, because their little paws mm -hmm. are moving and mm -hmm. they get really excited. And mm -hmm. They wake up. And, and 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 they go into altered states of consciousness all the time. <laughs> wow! Okay. Cats are wild. Shamanic <laughs> cat. It's a shamanic cat. Well, what was I going to say? So so do just, you do you dream about cat. your cat? I I have actually visited my cats that have passed on. They actually come to me, mm -hmm. and, and 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 we have little reunions. It's kind of interesting. Some people some people Mother Mary comes to them. Some people their cats. Hey, can you turn the cat around so we can see the face face that cat's face to the camera i think everybody would appreciate that all right everybody yeah. say hello to <laughs> she said what what <laughs> look at the eyeballs oh yeah. man well this this is why i love this program we don't have no rules over here all right kentucky, <laughs> kentucky girl says uh witches do i guess witches do astral projection do you do that as well astral projection yeah well uh I wouldn't call it astral projection. I, I go out of body in, in a lucid dream. I think it's everything. Every If you're going to go outside of the room, 
<laughs> to actually see something in real time, you know, in, in a lucid dream, I think by by definition, you are going to go outside the body somewhere else. But, you know, to say it's astral, you know, I think it's 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 your consciousness that goes and, and maybe we're just talking semantics here. But I think it's your 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 subtle energy body, your conscious body, your your energy, your spirit that goes there. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's your, actually your spirit that goes there. So I don't know. You know, when people can see you in a dream, you know, obviously you have some form. So you would probably have like what's called an esoteric or um, um, uh, you'd have a, a, a the blueprint of of a uh, the esoteric uh, body. Mm-hmm. If I was to have a notebook by my bedside and I wrote down train yeah. uh, in big letters or something or just stared at it for five minutes and stared at the word train, would I dream about a train? Can I force a dream about trains that way? Well, see, I think this is the way it works. And I try to get into it in the ancient wisdom scroll it, it, to try to, Try to program the dream you want. You need to actually visualize what you want. So it would be better to actually visualize a train rather than the word train. Mm-hmm. You know, you so if you visualize. Okay, okay so train, vis- so try to yeah. visualize it till you fall asleep. Yeah, to visualize it as you go to sleep, and you're actually saying, "This is what I want to see." Mm-hmm. And the same would be true if you wanted to go to a certain place or visit a certain person or go to a certain time. You know, you would actually visualize that. And how successful it, is that? Is that is that relatively successful doing that? If you do it well, you know, you have to put yourself completely to sleep. You have to put the physical mind to sleep. You have to reach some inner harmony where your analytical mind allows the consciousness to come forward, so the spirit can leave the body. Then you, then you actually want to creatively visualize, visualize where you want to go. Uh, uh, when you want to go there, what you want to see, what kind of experience you want to have. You can even choose the characters in your dream, the place in your dream, the time of the dream, and the circumstances. So you can be very creative, you know. Mm-hmm. These can be total learning experiences. It's uh-huh. like taking ultimate numbers of free uh, practice swings before you begin. <laughs> are, Vaughn, uh, are, you a, are you a Beatles fan? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm more of a, uh, more of a, not so much a Paul McCartney fan. Uh-huh. Okay. And that I could, I would agree with you. I would differentiate the Beatles from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. there was a song called, uh, I got a feeling. Have you ever heard, heard of that one? I've got a feeling. Um, I, I can't think of it offhand. Okay. 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 Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't seem like it, it's not, it's not like love me do and those kinds of songs. It's, but I mean, it's a it's a catchy tune. But there's a specific line in there where John Lennon says, uh, "Everybody's had a certain kind of dream," and I and I won't really just say it, and I don't know why yeah. I won't say it. But it's in the it's in the lyrics. And the reason yeah. I, I bring that song, uh, I got a feeling up, and that line in there about dreams, yeah. because uh, somebody wrote in a question says, um, a, "A friend of mine dreams about nothing but sex. Is there something wrong with her?" <laughs> you know, that's, that's like Freud said that everybody dreams about sex and everybody said, oh, Freud had a problem. 
because not everybody is like Freud, but maybe a few people do dream about sex because to her it's it's an unresolved issue. It's a it's it's a thing that she that is is heavy on her mind when she goes to sleep, and I would call this a standard dream uh, that you keep you know grinding away at. It's probably not an insightful, meaningful, helpful dream. It's probably a bothersome dream. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if if somebody has has those continual type of dreams. I'm wondering if subconsciously they aren't summoning summoning an incubus or a succubus demon. Oh, that'd be a horrible thing. I wouldn't want to do that. No, no, no. Um, I I don't know. I suppose if they, I suppose that would take it to maybe a lucid dream state where you'd actually create a situation. You, when you start creating a situation and bringing things to you or you going to something, it's kind of like beyond. See, these standard dreams are just, you know, imaginings inside your head. They're just like analytical thoughts that are just spinning around your little neurons in your brain. You're actually playing with your memory banks and trying to rearrange the, the furniture. Um, so uh, you're trying to to bring an incubus or a succubus into your life is beyond what most people would probably do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure somebody's out there trying it though. <laughs> yeah, All right. I, I hope not. Don't uh, do this. It, it, it could not, end, it may, <laughs> may not, may not end well. All right. Um, no, no. Somebody says, uh, I, Vaughn, I was a big daydreamer back in grade school. Is that a form of lucid dreaming? Daydreaming? Thank you. Yes. I try to make that distinction in the ancient wisdom scroll. You know, people can have random lucid dreams, and they're really special. But for some people, it's like, wow, what was that? It seemed so real. I was somewhere else for a minute. You know, I was dreaming. Or they say, I had a vision. Or I was somewhere else for a minute. Or they'll say, I was daydreaming. It could even be a deja vu experience, you know. And these are all like the brief, brief little random lucid dreams that some people experience hmm. all right and then we have this here um another question come in uh, when uh, or what is someone what if someone learns how to appear in your dreams and you don't want them but they are stalking you is it possible can somebody stalk you in your own dreams Vaughn? Oh, holy cow uh, i i i don't want to alarm people but i i guess it would be conceivable uh, it would it would it would be a very evil person. Man, you talk you talk about a night stalker. That would be a night a night, a night stalker. A cold Darren McGavin would be very happy yeah. about that, wouldn't he? Darren McGavin, yeah. He he he'd take care of it though for you. Um, oh yeah. But let me let me get this a little clearer though. Are you saying that yeah. you can travel in your dreams? Absolutely, you can travel. Is, in but your is, is it travel to a simulation of a destination or is it a destination? Well, this is a very good distinction you raise, and, and I don't have the answer for you. I really don't. I think that our whole idea of time and space is kind of uh, material and incomplete. I don't think you necessarily go anywhere, but you go somewhere in your consciousness. Your spirit takes you somewhere. It's like people who do random, view, you know, random viewing. Uh, do they actually physically go there or just project their mind there? Can they see it in their mind even though it's far away? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I tend to think you actually go there. Mm. I think you actually you go there. But but I think I think we make too big a thing when you say, oh, you just you know you leave your body and you you go a great distance, you know, uh, across the world or into another world, and you you know it, it seems like it, it might not be such a grand thing as we think. Mm-hmm. All of creation is probably the size of a thimble. And we've blown it up in our own mind's eye that it's so big mm-hmm. and so grand and, mm-hmm. you know, so vast. Well, that, this is you know? because originally when they said the, the, the Big Bang, I think they start, yeah. I think they started with a planet. Then they went down to a basketball. Then they went down to a grape. Then and I'm thinking, wait a minute, man, you guys are changing the size of the original Big Bang and everything's supposed to come out of this little bitty. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can go there, man. I mean, I guess I have to have some kind of dream to convince me about that. Um, so the, the, yeah. but let me ask you something on, on this, on yeah. this scroll, to be clear, yeah. is it, is yeah. that in a scroll? It's as an that's, an scroll? Act, that's an actual scroll. And there's actually, there's actually two scrolls in the box. You hold one in your left hand, hold one in your right hand. And we use all natural material. They're nice, fragrant pine scrolls. And, uh, you, yeah, you can see it there laid out nicely. So you 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 feed the paper from one scroll to the other, and it reads pretty much like a standard book. It reads left to right, and it's very easy to read. Mm-hmm. We even provided a, a a place marker so that if you're halfway through the scroll and you say, "Oh, I want to stop, but I don't want to have to roll the scroll back," you just put the marker there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, right. and you fold the two the two pieces together and put it back in the box. So, I, this, so I, this isn't the Dead Sea Scrolls. This is the Von Brashler Scrolls. Well, I'll tell you a story about that. I mean, I got to thinking a while back of things that have really impacted my life on a personal level, and I thought of the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I thought of the um, the, the you know the Essene um, uh, books, books of the Essene, and I thought about the uh, the uh, the the uh, Nag Hammadi Library, mm-hmm. and I thought of um, even the Babylonian texts. And, and all of these things tend to be buried in the ground, you know. And the idea of, like, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, the idea, well, there it would be, like, top and you pull it down. This is more like a, a Jewish scroll, left to right. But because this is more practical for us because we read left to right. We don't right. read top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I got to thinking about, you know, if if our civilization goes through to, to a dark period again, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going to keep us alive? You know, the Alexandrian library burnt <laughs> to the ground, right, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they're burning books all across America, you know, we, and, and, and books, you put them in the window uh, and <laughs> and they, they tend to fade anyway. So I've got a whole bunch of books that are so old that when you pull it open, you got to be careful because they come apart. Well, these scrolls could go into this, into these these wooden bowl uh, binders. You put them in the plastic case, mm-hmm. and you could you, you could save them forever. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to start thinking like the ancients. Moreover, what what we did with the scrolls, we we went all the way back to to pre-Egyptian times, and we look from the Egyptians to the you know the Assyrians to the mm-hmm. to the uh, the Greeks to the Romans to today ancient China, ancient India, you know, shamanic traditions into, and over five, 
thousand years of history of dream work, you know. So I didn't want this just to be another book about, hey, why don't you explore your dreams? Because mm. that's been done. I wanted to look at how the ancients used dreams, and it's been powerful. Mm. Um, talk about the, the the book brains. I know that uh, right now the the powers that be are trying to rewrite the Bible with AI, and they're just rewording it to convince people it was always that way. Uh, so there is that. But but as far as as Burke, uh, burning books, I mean. I might be in the in the book burning category, Vaughn, because if if I see somebody in a, in a in a in a grade school in a kindergarten giving a child graphic gay sex books uh, like would come right out of pornx.com, I I would want to burn that. Was that? But you're saying we should leave it there? Oh well, that's just common sense. I'm thinking like the things that have you know been put into public libraries. They probably belong there and. You know, there's no reason okay. to take them out. Okay, you know? public public libraries. I got you. All right. Yeah. Um, so now there's always the question that once that once one leaves their body, how do they get back into the right body? Well, see, that's it. People worry about that, and it's like that's just your analytical mind doing its mm-hmm. job, which is mm-hmm. concerned with your survival and your well-being. And in it's a good thing we have a brain you know, on our shoulders because you know it keeps us alive. It keeps us, you know, mm-hmm. aware of things yeah. around us. But, 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 you know, that's an overconcern because your spirit will naturally come back to your body. It's mm. well, now. I, I, I don't. I don't know about that because my real name is John, and I saw yeah. I saw Daniel Lott's show on the internet, and I just jumped in his body, man. I've been in it ever since, so I don't know where he is. <laughs> I don't know where Daniel Lott is, but I'm in here, and it, this is a good looking dude. I'm going. I'm going to stick with this guy here, man. He got a cowboy thing going on. Wears a hat. I'm going to have had some other bodies. It's kind of like uh, uh, Joe. Yeah, Do you ever see the movie yeah. Joe Black? Joe Black. Well, heck, if the if the hat fits, keep it on. <laughs> if the hat fits, you must have quit. No, there's a movie called Joe Black, is where a guy yeah, yeah. He, he died and he jumped into somebody's body and took it and ran it around for a while. That's what I'm doing yeah. right now. Um, is there any evidence that someone has brought back from the dream world that is conclusive evidence they were somewhere? I suppose so. I haven't really thought about that. Um, I mean, you, you don't physically bring back artifacts, you know, because, you know, you don't have physical hands and you have you have pockets when you go back. What you bring back is the insight and it's all in, in here. You know, it's it's a personal gift. Per, dreams are extremely personal. They're extremely subjective. They're they're custom made just for you, you know. Hmm. Um but what you're so, saying is you're saying you make it yourself for you or somebody made it for you. Oh, you make it for yourself. It's for you. Okay. So dreams are extremely personal in that way. They're, they're custom made by you for you for your own benefit. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going to bring back like a, you know, a key to a, a safe or something. I don't How about know. the numbers of next week's lottery. Yeah. Or the emerald, the emerald uh, stones, you know, mm. from ancient, you know. Well, you know, there's always those old police shows where they would go and get a psychic that would help them find the killer based on scraps yeah. of evidence. I mean, is that for real? You think it actually has happened before? Well, I I, I, I don't know. I, I suppose it has. I, I've heard stories of the police actually engaging psychic uh, 
people to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, sometimes, sometimes they need all the help they can get. Uh, Golav says, are dreams just a manifestation of our subconscious mind? Uh, well, some dreams are, and those would be the standard dreams we described earlier. These are a manifestation of the of the of the mind. Um, they're manufactured by the mind. They're um, a reiteration of things that you've 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 experienced in and are in your 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 brain's memory bank, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to resolve them. Mm-hmm. But the difference between a lucid dream is is they're totally fresh and new. Mm. In, in in fact. So much so that the one thing you can say about a lucid dream, beyond even beyond how bright and vivid and colorful uh, they are and 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 out there, is that they're insightful because they 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 bring something fresh to you. Mm. Uh, people have heard this story before, but I'm going to tell you because I don't think I've have we have we had you. I know we've had you on a couple of times. Is this the first time we talked about dreams? Yeah, I think so. Because we talked about uh, time travel. I mean, you got you're so you you're so you got so many great subjects going on. But so an actual dream that I had that actually did something, and I'll tell you what it was. I was dreaming, and I saw a water tower, and and in the dream, the water tower, the a door uh, opened at the bottom of the bowl. You know, it's got the big bowl and it goes down. There's yeah. a door there, and that door opened up, and all the water came out. Wow. And so next day, uh, I was I went to a church, and I've never even been to that church. I just thought, well, I'm going to it's, it's around here. I'm going to check it out. And uh, and I was telling somebody in the foyer about this dream. I mean, I had this dream. It was so vivid. Like I didn't use the word lucid because I don't even think I knew the word then. I said it was a vivid dream, and it was a water tower, and the water came out. Well, somebody came kind of like running across and said, what did you say? And I told them the yeah. dream. Well, it was yeah. a developer who had built yeah. that water tower, and last yeah. night the water, the door opened up, and all they lost all the water. Yeah, and, and I yeah. didn't, even, I didn't even know that those things had trap doors that could well, happen. There, there you go. You know, there's your answer. I mean, uh, there's the proof that you brought back that it really, it really was happening. Yeah, and that's the thing. Once you have something like that, you know, you want more, and they're so rare. Yeah. And so you're saying, though, that there must be that you've experienced a way to develop a way, a way, a way to program it, and 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 it involves it involves putting yourself completely to sleep. And to do this, you have to reach a state of of harmony, so that your physical mind is willing to you know stand down for a brief amount of time. And allow your inner consciousness or your spirit to come forward, and then you then you creatively visualize in picture form, never with words or sounds, but in picture form you visualize inside your mind's mind. You visualize like on a on a pla- tablet. I always like picture a tablet, and on this tablet I visualize what I want to experience, where I want to go, what I want to. Uh, to uh, to know about is is in as much detail as I can. You know, I might be mm-hmm. very vague, you know, about what I want to learn because you don't we don't know what we don't know. But you you program it to with certain parameters, and and you do it as as as, as concretely as you can by visualizing it. And I call this drawing the picture, painting a picture, never words. And and then then you as you go to sleep, 
you know, you tell yourself, you tell yourself that when I go to sleep, that picture of what I've drawn is going to come back and I'm going to see the picture and it's going to be like a map that takes me there. Hmm. So you're actually, you're actually programming where you want to go. It's like writing a computer program, right? Hmm. Perfect for the computer age. All right. Uh, Believe has a question. Do you, it says, are you a Christian or do you have any other religious beliefs? Oh, I'm very spiritual. Yes, I have definitely a lot of a lot of uh, experience with spirituality, uh, and uh, it's very important to me. Hmm. I don't think you can do any of this kind of work if you didn't. If you didn't. I think it would. I think it would be terrible, you know. The, the Bible, because I, I, go ahead. There is there is a pattern to all of it. There's a divine plan, mm. you know, and 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 when we are we are spiritually connected to the divine, and and uh, being part of this is 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 actually opening up our consciousness to divine consciousness. Mm-hmm. This is what the ancients have always done. They call this getting in touch with with the divine, getting in touch with God. And they used to do this in their dreams. It was part of dream work. Mm -hmm. There's a a lot of uh, scriptures in in the Bible about dreams. One says uh, your old men shall dream dreams. And there are many stories where God communicated to people in their dreams. And uh, other people got dreams and didn't understand them, but the, somebody else told them what the interpretation was. But that's in, oh, the, yeah. but that's in the Christian Bible. I, have, have you, in any other uh, religious book or field or, uh, you know, Islam or uh, uh, Hindu, well, th- do any of them think, talk about it the same way, dreams the same way? Yeah, the, I, the, there's tradition, stories, mythology, and the Hindu religion uh, of, of dreaming. Um, there's different, you know, they talk about the two kinds of dreams. It says we've done some dreams are common and some dreams are very special. And dreams that are very special is where you dream of God or what God wants you to know. Uh, you dream about health and matters of great concern. They're insightful dreams. They're important dreams. They're meaningful dreams. And and we would call them now lucid dreams. Um, but, you know, I mean, particularly in the Christian Bible, you see like, you know, uh, King Solomon, you see Jacob, you know, I mean, there's very many stories of uh, of dreams where there's a is, lot of is, religious are, art, are, a lot are, of religious. Okay. Are any of those dreams in your scrolls? Yeah. They're right. important. They're important. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, religious art um, uh, coming out of the, the Renaissance was, was filled with uh, pictures of, of people dreaming in, in a and it had a religious importance because they were dreaming of of God. Mm-hmm. Have you had any spiritual or religious experiences yourself? Like a like something you you knew that the 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 divine was was speaking to you? Yeah, yeah. I, but it's very personal, so I wouldn't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, like you'd say, like Vaughn, comb your hair. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Well. That can be spiritual, I suppose, because God knows every hair in your head. I, that can be spiritual, so hey, why not? All right, do you think it's possible for someone to have a dream that actually comes true? Seven Mile Bridge. Well, sure, you know, because because uh, very very often these kind of lucid dreams are, are prophetic dreams, and and dreams of prophecy are simply seeing into the future. 
which which demonstrates that you actually can transcend time and space in a lucid dream. Mm-hmm. So you actually go and you see what what's going to happen. I mean, you saw the water tower <laughs> before it exploded, mm-hmm. the day before it exploded. Mm-hmm. You know, there, you know. Therefore, you went forward in time. You know, that would be a, a that would be a, a simple way of explaining it. We could think of another expl- explanation, but that would be a. Have uh, you come across any great inventors that claim their invention came through a dream, like Edison or Tesla? Yeah, yeah, it's very common. So, so in the case of Tesla or Edison, they 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 would be inspired, you know, by uh, in uh, what we would call daydreams. You know, Tesla looked up and he said, "Oh," <laughs> he got down on the ground and started drawing. And it's a similar story of, of of Edison. You know that, you know, he looked up at the light and he said. Ah, you know, so these are like, I don't know, these are like daydreams that they have. So, you know, it's very typical of an inventor <laughs> to mm. be a daydreamer, right? To, to get a daydream so they, and an aha Yeah, yeah, they, they would have these aha moments in the middle of the day where their mind would be somewhere else. Where were they? they okay, were so now we have questions. Have you ever yeah, had a yeah. dream about the future national or world events that came true? You, I guess me we're talking per, about you yourself. Me, me personally, mm-hmm. uh, not yet. I have dreams of the future, but um, mm-hmm. uh, they haven't come true yet. I do have a classic one that I tell when I'm, when I'm talking about dreams. A friend of mine uh, years back, around 9-11, um, he, he was telling me, he goes, man, I just, uh, September, the morning, he said, I had the craziest mm-hmm. dream. He said, I was driving through a big city and two tall buildings were on fire and there were fire trucks and everything. And... Yeah. Uh, we were at a business and I said, well, you better go over here and look at the news. And it, right then the plane had just hit. And uh, yeah, so, yeah. so there are people that, but you know, it's almost like it's after the fact, you just can't get ahead of it. It's just like, well, you had a dream, but you know, who do you call? Who do you tell? Who's going to believe you? So even if answers did come that way, nobody wouldn't, we wouldn't get, we wouldn't be able to get well, the one up. Well, I, I know that once I was going to go and, uh, travel across the country for to visit my son during uh, Christmas. And, and I, I dreamed that all kinds of terrible things happened, you know, uh, that the road was, was out, uh, that the, uh, that the plane was not ready. Something was wrong with the plane, um, that, uh, I would get lost if I went, that I would be late. So, you know, so I wake up from this terrible dream. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so real. It was like, oh, my gosh. And I said, well, I'm glad that's not happening. But, you know, I'm committed to, uh, you know, cashing in my tickets and meeting myself at the airport. So I get in the car. And well, the first thing I notice is that the alarm didn't go off. <laughs> so I'm in a hurry. And I checked the alarm, and it was set to ring. And I tested it, and it rings. But it's like, hmm, it didn't ring that time. It didn't ring, so that's odd. And so I, you know, I got in the car and and I, and um, in the in the in and there was a detour, and the detour led in the wrong direction, mm. and you know, and finally I said, you know, three out of four, that's it, I can read the signs, and I went home. Mm. Is it important to make a note of the time? Some people claim like they have a dream, they wake up and the clock says three, 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 or five, five, yeah. five. Yeah, I don't know about. Uh, I, I I think there's some symbolism and power in 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 time, uh, various times when things happen. 
Um, I don't understand that. I've tried to understand what Pythagoras said about the importance of numbers. I'm sure it was powerful, but unfortunately he died without leaving any instructions mm-hmm. to any of his teachings. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. In, um, in, in, the, in the Matrix, they said that if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Is that possible with dreams too? If you die, has well, anybody ever said, said they died it, in their dream? It said that if you die in a dream, you could die in real life. But I think um, I have dreamed about, you know, dying in a dream. But I, I, I understand I was just visiting a scenario. So I didn't take it literally. I think if you take it literally, your heart just stops. You know, I think it's kind of like, oh, that's it. It's You kind of give into it. You know, you mm-hmm. buy into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I see, I see our, I, our moderator says that it's 11-11 for them. Anybody else? Yeah, watch, yeah, anybody yeah. else watching the show have specific numbers that keep popping up? We had a pastor on the show, uh, 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 Troy Brewer, and he said that God speaks to people through numbers. So we talk, we already discussed that God speaks to people through dreams, well, but well, He also speaks well, through numbers. Well, that's very true, and it's funny you should mention that. I often will wake up, and I'll start to wake up, and in, and as I wake up, I'm in a dream, and there's somebody reciting numbers to me. <laughs> and, and I've asked many people, did you hear the man reading the numbers? So he was like on a loudspeaker. Nobody else, mm. nobody else hears this. So, Vaughn, are, so, you, are, are you okay, man? Are you, are you hearing voices? Are you, are you okay? I'm okay. 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 I'm good, okay. good word about you. And somebody else said they've got 1111 that keeps popping up. Now, I'm just yeah. wondering, is it because it's such a, a, a strange number that we, out of our normally day, our normal daily routine, or our messages you know. Well, no, I've been I've been told that the number eleven eleven does have great uh, uh, inner deeper meaning, and I, I don't really know what it is. Well, I can tell you this: here's what I would do whenever, and, and this happens all the time. And when I see something, some an anomaly, what I would say an anomaly yeah. or attention yeah. getter, then yeah. my spiritual uh, antennas go up, and I'm looking around. You know, they say you're most awake when you have pain. Well, when I see yeah. an anomaly like that, I'm like. Okay, well, somebody might be saying something. Pay attention. Is there going to be another eleven eleven? Um, well, so well, that's it. You know, it's trying to get your attention, and and, and you bring up you know eleven uh, eleven, and it's like um, I think it was a lot said about nine uh, eleven. You know, and, and, and I think it what happened. I'm trying to think, but the numbers seem to align for a lot of people. You know, I, I think there is some significance to all of this. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's somehow meaningful i it's kind of lost on me because i'm not a mathematician <laughs> I, I, let me let me give you an example this isn't dreams but uh it's something that got one of the one of the events that got my spiritual attention i'm uh yeah. i was with my wife at dogwood canyon in uh, uh in branson and uh we were the last one in this park and we were mm-hmm. heading back and a giant eagle comes wow. down and he comes down right to a, a, river, a little stream, grabs a trout, and flies right back over my head. Wow. Well, that's interesting. But an hour earlier, uh, a couple was walking by, and they had a little dog. And yeah. I said, well, what's the dog's name? And he said, Godzilla. So, <laughs> so, okay, so here's the story now. So, Godzilla, that was unusual, an unusual name for a dog. And then, then I have the, the eagle sighting. And yeah. so on our way out... Uh, one of the guys that runs the tram through there, I kind of went right past him. I said, hey, I said, man, you not believe it. I just saw an eagle 
grab a trout in his stream. He says, "Well, I've been in this. I've been running this tram 495 times, and I yeah. have yet to see an eagle get a trout." I said, "Really?" Yeah. I said, "I said, well, yeah. I said, I said, well, what's your name?" And he said, "Godzilla." Yeah, yeah. Now he said, "Godzilla." The yeah. guy an hour early before the eagle said, "Godzilla." And then yeah. I, then he says 495 times. So I'm thinking, well, I got booking Godzilla's. My attention is like on fire here. It's like, man, there's some. This is not possible that I have yeah. bookend Godzilla's coming out with an eagle catch in the middle. But that 495 yeah. bugged me. And so on the drive home, hours and hours of driving, I'm looking 495 here. He said 495 for a reason, and I still don't know what that is. I still may find out. We were looking at license plates. We were looking at billboards. What does that 495 mean? So. Anyway, that's just kind of an aside there, but but when I see an anomaly anomaly like that, I, and I love stuff like that, uh, yeah, you know, I, I love looking I, at the at the spiritual aspect of things. I think they're meant to to get your attention and 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 call you to action, or or or, or at least to observe what's going on. I have a friend who who writes about synchronicity, and he says that um, synchronicity is 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 the the way in creation that we're told uh, to observe something when that it's a means of calling your attention to something you know now whether it's symbolic or whether it's um it's very literal I you know I guess could could vary from situation to situation but think when things happen in a pattern you know or things are repeated you know, uh, and this, this happens, you know, I've had experiences like this, too, like I'll hear the same name over and over in, 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 in one day. And it's like something is trying to get my attention. I had better listen, mm-hmm. you know, because it's important. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how much information actually is coming to us. But our daily businesses, our walk that we do and the the internet and the cell phones and and the this and the that are just distracting us from messages that, and I, who knows where we'd be as a human species if, if more people would listen, be more attuned yeah. to the supernatural, because I believe in one God that rules over everything. And I think he, he loves everybody. And so I think it's a lot of people aren't well, listening. Maybe we need more people to listen. Yeah. So I, I wrote a book earlier, you know, um, mysterious messages from God. And I, I posed the question, if we're not listening, how will we know when God speaks to us? This is a real problem because people don't listen. You know, they don't listen, you know, and it's like, you know, for sure, you know, he's not going to send you, you know, like an email. He, he, <laughs> I, tried, know, I tried gonna, that. It didn't work. <laughs> it's going to be much more direct. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to call out your name and, and, and or if that doesn't work, he'll send an eagle. <laughs> or he'll yeah. send Godzilla. You know? There you go. I mean, why did the tram driver call himself Godzilla? It's unbelievable. I mean, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even possible that, that he would have done that in, in the realm of things. But I've always heard that, especially when it comes to God, that he'll speak a word. And if, yeah. if you listen and you heard it, you know, whether or not you acknowledge it or you think, well, did somebody just say something, you know, some, some something, then if some way or another you acknowledge it, <laughs> then he'll speak two words. And if you can get yeah. on that, then he'll speak three. And next thing you know, he's telling you a sentence. Next thing you know, you're having a conversation. That's where I'm trying to get to. So I'm keep trying to listen and shut out the, the, the noise that I know is blocking. Information is probably coming to me. See, I think that's it, too. I think that, that we have to listen, learn to listen to the voice of silence because the voice, it's going to be silent except for you. 
It's going to be a message heard only by you. So, you know, in the silence is the message waiting for you. Or some would, some would call it the still small voice. In the still, yes, the still small voice. In, exactly. In fact, it. in fact, it's not going to it's not going to come booming across the television where millions of people hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's meant just for you. Mm. So, you know, I, I tried the beeper method, didn't get no, no response there. Email, didn't get, haven't got an email yet. Uh, it just seems like he's always he's he's speaking in a in like a, a still small voice, and you really got to kind of attune to that. But I'm just wondering. If you, what if you, like you say, you talk about program your dreams. Could you program your dream to hear from God? Exactly. You know, and, and and you could do this on many levels. You know, you, you could actually be with God. You could actually send a message to God. You could send a question to God. Um, You could ask, you know, uh, anything, you know, so we we tend to do this all the time in prayer but 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 you could actually program this on a deeper level so you're speaking let let since we've introduced the term your inner your inner consciousness that dreams lucid dreams is spirit mm-hmm. speaking spirit to spirit so i'm i'm saying you don't go out in the in the in the forest and yell hey god you know you're going to speak spirit to spirit and this is exactly the same steps we've outlined in Lucid Dreaming. Hmm. And speaking of mountains, it, it does appear that uh, Jesus did go up to the mountains uh, to spend time with God. And I'm thinking, uh, so I, I've always remembered that. So, well, well, quiet place is, is the point, yeah, you know. Yeah, so I, can, you're I not, can see. Yeah. And, well, here's what I was going to say. So I've been to mountains, you know, various national parks, various state parks. And yeah. if I go to a mountain, a lot of times you'll go in one way off in the distance you'll hear a car and i'm thinking i am not far enough away well that's it that's it so we're going to rename rename our rocky mountains out here uh the western appalachians and that's because the pac 12 football uh conference is merging with the big 10 conference Hmm. or no no the acc the acc has taken in two members of our conference and so some of my friends said well We'll just rename the Rocky Mountains, you know. But you know, whatever you call them, you know, they're they're special places. And if you go to a mountaintop, you're likely to have a, a closer connection to mm-hmm. the divine. I, I think so. Do you do you have a from where you're at? Do you uh, do you see the Rockies? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. I was going to say. <laughs> do I see the Appalachians? No, I see the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, I can't see the Appalachians from here. The Rocky Mountains are right here. We're, we're right are, on the edge of it. You are, know? Are, are you guys having fires over there? Yes. Yes. We're having fires. We're having a lot of wildfires. And uh, there are, are places that are dry that, that haven't received water in a long time. And they're just just burning it's 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 something awful is that all all uh due to lightning strikes um yeah I, I think i think they are they haven't really determined our fires here um what caused them hmm. Gre- uh, so Gre- it probably is lightning Gre- greece just recently in the news arrested 79 arsonists wow um, and i'm just wondering is it possible? Would there be a group think out there? You, 
you think a, a group think where somebody says, well, we need to move this climate emergency faster, and so we don't have a lot of a lot of events well, happening. So let's set a few fires. Do you think it's is, you think it's a plausible thing that could think, possibly happen? I think there are a lot of unhappy people that want to just burn the whole place down. You know, we we hear of people that are attacking like water water uh, um, systems. You know. Mm-hmm and uh, electrical grids you know it's like what kind of a person would do this what kind of a person would mess with you know airplanes or 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 public transportation or you know like railway stations or subway stations mm-hmm. you know what what kind of a person would go in a public building and just start you know destroying things we're we're, we're dealing with um a certain kind of an insanity here of people that just don't feel comfortable in their own skin for some reason Mm-hmm. The answer I, is lucid dreaming. <laughs> that's what I, I was going. To, I'm, I was thinking here while you're talking. I'm going to connect this somehow. <laughs> yeah, lucid dreaming. No, well, lucid dreaming. Well, the, well, the, well if, if, if nothing else, in a lucid dream, you can find yourself in the lucid mm-hmm. dream. Well, those people there are, are living a nightmare. You say they they don't like being yeah. in their own skin. Well, that means they're living a nightmare, and they just want to be a nightmare for uh, other people. I know they're shooting transformers. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I know they've just found a lab in in uh, I think San Francisco where they had all sorts of bacterial uh plagues that were yeah. uh, some company was messing with and they weren't even contained i mean and they had yeah. dead rats everywhere so i mean it just seems to me somebody's out there doing some nefarious work and i, I don't i don't i don't get it but maybe I, i'm dreaming for a better world uh, yeah. I, ha- I have a dream that one day that all humankind will get along what do you think about that, that- that would be nice. That would be nice. You know, if we all dream that common dream, you know, maybe it'll happen. Hmm. And now you're talking about imagine. Imagine there's no country. I know. I it's know. hard to do. It's a powerful song. Yeah. 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 But but when it comes when it comes to it, it's like, um, it, I mean, it's a noble. I mean, I could see that in in a, in a certain way, but. It's like one of those things. Well, if we just let everybody in the country, it, they'll have a wonderful country. Now we got Americans fighting with immigrants. We've got all this stuff going on. So that wonderful come on in. I mean, it's like the Kumbaya thing. I mean, that Imagine song is kind of like that. If we if we try to do that, yeah. somebody would yeah. take us over, like we took over the Indians in the early days because we wouldn't we wouldn't have any weapons fight back and we'd given all our stuff away. And, and they'd be saying, "That's great, man. You keep on imagining, but we're taking it over. We're taking over." Yeah, we just all um, go in the uh, casino with the, the Indian casinos and gather together. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I'm a, I might be Indian. I might have some Indian blood in me too. I don't know. I, I got to check. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I, I want to like smoke a peace pipe and then have a have a lucid dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that wacky tobacco they have. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Vaughn, man, thanks for coming on the show in a pinch. How can people get these scrolls? Uh, they're available online. In fact, they're on sale on Amazon. I forget exactly what they are, but there's two of them out, and um, and we're going to produce more. And uh, Amazon's running a special on them now. You can get them Barnes and Noble online. You can get them in a bookstore. If your bookstore doesn't get them, ask them to contact Shiver, Shiver Publishing, mm-hmm. and they they produce them. All right. Well, Vaughn Branch, I'm going to let you go. Thanks for coming on the show, and we'll have you on again sometime. Maybe the next scroll. Who knows? Thank you. That would be great. All right. And say say goodbye to the cat, too. 
Okay, dream on. All right, dream on. Bye-bye.